0: Of a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from Sam Houston Race Park. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fower and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back
1: on The Blitz. Our number two, 713-780-ESPN is your number if you want to text the show. You can also uh, get us on the Facebook page. Find The Blitz, click like, send a message. Usually we get them from overseas, and Aaron reads them. Twitter's at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R, at real. at Blitz. at Degenerates975, uh, at Scott. You can text the show. You know the number for that. You can, can't watch us on Twitch, but you can Twitch like a little bitch. Just get on twitch.tv slash ESPN975, and uh, you can comment and look at the ugly photo of me. Um, miss the first hour, a little basketball talk, a little Shaka talk, a little uh, NFL trade talk, a little Carlos Correa talk. I think those are like all the important topics. Yeah, uh, I did want to kind of—I I know you and Brad went over the games a little bit yesterday, but I—I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on uh, on some of the matchups tomorrow. If if uh, you know, not not necessarily from a gambling perspective, but just how you see the games going, and, and maybe uh, maybe start with the uh, Syracuse University, of Houston. Well, as as I said
2: yesterday, I, I think that it's it's too much. If 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 uh rebounds fifty percent of their misses, which sounds like just such a ridiculous number, and it is a ridiculous number, but the only the only team better at offensive rebounding in the country is North Carolina, and they rebounded greater than fifty percent of their misses against Syracuse in both games. Uh has much better guard play than North Carolina. If, if and I don't need uh to hit like you know forty two percent from three. If they're if they're decent from three, they should run away from this Syracuse team. I, I, Syracuse lives on mid-range jumpers offensively. I don't, that's not going to happen against against this team. Uh, I, I don't think anything's going to come easy for them scoring points. Uh, so I, I I think that on that end, it, it's it's one-way traffic. It's just a matter of UH being able to score, and I I think because they're going to get so many second chances. It's hard for me to pick Syracuse. It's a big number. Yeah, I I
1: I don't think I can take UH to cover that number. But I I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win the game. I think uh, to me, the key is going to be Sasser, who has played. You know, he's hasn't played great in this tournament. But just say it. He was awful. Yeah, awful against Rutgers. He. he, uh, But he's also a guy who's very streaky. And if he comes out and starts hitting threes, everybody else feeds off that. And, yes, I think they would cover in that case. But- I also think with a week to prepare,
2: I, I think they're going to realize that that Tyson is a valuable player. And I know he's a bench guy. But at some point, that's the kind of guy that you – that's the kind of guy you beat zones with. And you can look at examples of when UH has beat zones this year. Now, they did lose to to Tulsa in a, a-, a- kind of a head-scratching game. Uh, but against Tulane, against Memphis, Cincinnati threw a lot of zone at them. Tyson's your best shooter, and I understand that he's not one of your five best players and that when he's on the court, your defense takes a hit. I get that, but if you get into a, a, a situation where you're having trouble finding a shot, you've got to put that guy in the game, and I'm not one to tell Kelvin Sampson how to do his job. I mean, obviously, he's pretty good at it. But that was my biggest frustration in that Rutgers game was that he just sat on the bench the whole time when nobody else could make a shot.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's that good, A.J. Kelvin. Oh, he's all right. no, nope, right. nope, not according to USA Today. What'd they say? Uh, they ranked the 16 coaches remaining. Ooh. Uh, let's see if you can guess, say, the top three or four. Um...
2: Mark Few's got to be up near the top.
1: Mark Few, numero tres.
2: Okay. Boy, that, that, that that's, still might that's be three low. three
1: for you guys who don't speak that, uh, that language.
2: Um, well, Jay Wright is still in the tournament. Jay Wright's number one. He's got a couple championships. That counts for something. Uh, I would argue Eric Musselman should probably be in that conversation.
1: Uh, Eric Musselman is way too low on this list. He okay. is 11th. Scott Drew, got to be
2: up there pretty high. Scott Drew is four. I know people don't want to give him credit because he's he's young in the game, but Jawan Howard's done a really good job. Um, and, and I don't know – I'm not saying he should be number two or three on that list, but he's done a good job. Well,
1: here's here's your top five. Jay Wright, one. Jim Beheim, two. Jim Beheim two. Mark Few, three. Scott Drew, four. Leonard Hamilton, five.
2: Leonard Hamilton's very good and also – is like 100 years old and looks like he's 50. Yeah. So I give him credit for that. Um, so I'll give you the – Dana Altman also high should be high on that list. I forgot he's still here, in.
1: Here's your others. Mick Cronin, number six. Too high. Porter Moser, number seven. Uh, probably too high. Uh, Nate Oates, number eight. Nate Oates is good, He is man. a good coach. He's done it a couple places now. Uh, Dana Altman, nine. Okay. Jawan Howard, ten. Eric Musselman, 11. Okay. Hey, here's where I'm starting to get irritated. Reasonably. Uh, there's only 16 teams left, and now you're telling me Kelvin Sampson's one of the four worst coaches.
2: Right, and Paul Mills has to be – Paul Mills is 16. Okay, and I'm guessing Wayne Tinkle, Wayne Tinkle is
3: 15. Wayne Tinkle, 15.
1: Okay. Andy Enfield, 14. That's deserved. Uh, Greg McDermott, 12. And Kelvin, 13. Kelvin, 13. Which, I, you know, I've,
2: I've gotten where I – I will say this – this is a deep coaching sweet 16. Like, there's not many guys that I look at and go, well, they're here despite poor coaching. Like, yeah, there's I, a lot of good coaches No, left.
1: there are. I mean, you don't get this far. If you despite don't.
2: Andy Enfield, like, you know, USC's done a good job despite his coaching. Everybody else is kind of like, well,
1: there's are some good coaches, man. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to say I'm offended at 13. Um, I mean, the guy has been to a Final Four. And Although
2: I think most of, most of these guys have. I mean, Leonard Hamilton certainly has. Uh, there's there's a lot. Of, Greg McDermott hasn't, but Greg McDermott's also been, like, a model of consistency at Creighton. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Porter Moser's been to a, a Final Four. So it, a lot of these guys have been to Final Fours. Yeah, I'm still
1: offended. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, But... You know, I, I think part of it like, – I guess it was a whole bunch of things today that kind of pissed me off about USA Today because not only did they have him 13th. You're always pissed off at USA Today, well, yeah, cause it's, to it's, be I fair. Mean, it, it, to be fair. But they also uh, – they listed like eight players to watch in the tournament. No UH guy. It's like it, It's like for some reason to them, UH doesn't exist. Well, but also, as we've kind of
2: said in the past, UH – uh, UH is a sum-of-the-parts type team. Like, they don't necessarily have a a superstar guy. Like, as he goes, so goes the team. Like, they, they, they're they just a really well-built team.
1: Yeah, although I, mean, I do think you'd make a pretty good case to put Quentin, Quentin Grimes on a list like that.
2: In a top eight? Yeah. I
1: don't think so. Okay. I,
2: I don't think so, because even some of these teams... Actually, it
1: was ten players, so, yeah. Oh, well, yeah.
2: I mean, because some of these te- like even teams like USC, who's not a high seed, they've got a top five pick in the draft on their team. Like they, they, they so they've got a guy that's like the guy to watch. Uh,
1: yeah, well, you get to ten. I just, know. I just feel the uh, Aussie words at USA Today do not like UH. That's possible. They're going to put Kelvin Sampson thirteenth and not list a single player when they've got, you know. Damn near somebody from everybody. Did
2: they list a player from Florida State? I'm curious because I th- I think of Florida State kind of in that same light as I, like a, a team that's. I got
1: so mad at the story. I didn't. You didn't I, finish. I it. didn't pay any attention Fair to it that. It's just kind of like really, yeah. I, and I I have to say, uh, and it's funny because uh, the I, I heard Kelvin Sampson on six ten this morning, and of course they kept saying it was exclusive to six ten that Kelvin Sampson. Pretty sure he was on our station this week. He was. Yeah. Okay. I just, so it wasn't exclusive. Yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe you guys. Uh, I don't care what you do over there. Maybe you ought to not
3: lie. Maybe they don't just know saying. what the definition of exclusive is. Uh, well, because they say it ex- about McLean too, and he's on ESPN National all the time.
2: Now, Fred, look at you. I just looked up this story. Yeah. The nine must-watch men's players in yeah. the Sweet 16. All right, Franz Wagner from Michigan, Cam Crutwig from Loyola, Jared Butler from Baylor. I can already see you going,
1: what the hell? Where's my guy? No, no, no. I mean, those guys. Max
2: Asmus from Oral Roberts, leading scorer in the country, Buddy Beheim, Evan Mobley, Corey Kispert, Marcus Zagorowski,
1: Quentin Grimes Houston. They added that, dude. He He was the last one. Because he wasn't on there this morning. I guarantee you. (laughs) I guarantee you that story's been updated. (laughs) And maybe in the last five minutes. I don't know. I think but, they got you. But, no, he was not on there this morning. I guarantee you. Yeah, because the, the Creighton guy was the last guy. Okay. So, I, I guess I'm Oddly not the enough. only one to complain. Well, they <laughs> left Jalen Suggs off, and Jalen Suggs yeah, is a top five I'm, pick Jaylen in the Suggs draft. Jalen Suggs should probably be on there. But, I mean, I, and I, it, I think it was eight this morning, too. It wasn't nine. I think they went and added it. Interesting. Because somebody hates uh, you UH, eight,
2: Must be. Uh, but also,
1: nobody from Florida State, as predicted. Yeah. Somebody said, just called someone dickweed. Thanks, Fred. Hey, it, you know what? Used properly, it's a good word. And uh, Houston traffic, guess what? There's a lot of dickweeds out there. My God. Okay, can I admit this? J- just between you, know, you and me and Tyler and Aaron and you know whatever listeners are out there? Nobody's listening today, but so what do you got? I miss lockdown traffic. It was so much easier to get around the city. Now that everybody's back out everybody's driving like morons um and you know you know how i i have this irrational hatred of traffic always yeah. have and, and over the last year it's kind of gone away because guess what i haven't really had to deal with today it was back it took me almost two and a half hours to get here and which what last time we were here 25 minutes had time to stop at the store and you know Stop at the liquor store, load up, come out here, bet a bunch of races. Today, no. Get here at uh, 346. And some dude, like there's a, I'm trying to get over into this lane that takes me to I-10. And there's a good 30-foot gap. And I signal and move over into the lane. And the guy starts honking at me. He's like 30 feet behind me. And I'm like, okay. That's what you get for cutting him off. Yeah, well, it, I mean. Big jerk. I don't know. What is this guy supposed to have? A half mile between cars? And oh, by the way, ton of traffic. And so now, you know, I, I was doing so well, man. I was managing my anger so well when it comes to traffic. And now I want to go and buy a James Bond spy car again and put lasers on it and little cannons and flamethrowers so that when somebody does something like that, all I have to do is push a button, it shoots the flamethrower hey, back there f- that. And, and burns him to death. Because right. he, he deserves that. Hey, who honks at somebody who's 30 feet in front of you and then kept honking? Maybe he was honking at someone else. No, he was honking at me because I, I looked in the rear view and I could see him yelling at me. Maybe he recognized he Falcon as Uh, Falcon No, I don't think that was it. I think he was just uh, uh, what was the word that our friend used earlier? I think he was just a dickweed. That's
2: the prime minister, they said. <sighs> prime minister.
1: Uh, One of the many nicknames. Uh, it, uh, Aaron just said Shaka is official at Marquette, so – all right. And tweeted out 13 yeah.
3: minutes ago. It's official. Please help us welcome home Shaka Smart and his family to the Marquette U and Marquette U basketball family.
1: They called him a what? Welcome what? Welcome home. Oh, okay.
2: Boy, that's such a great – I mean, Texas is happy about this too. Oh, yeah. Because now they don't have to pay out his contract, which would have been the only reason they were going to keep him. So – This this is really a win for everybody involved. Shaka gets a fresh start in a place where I think he can have success. I mean, now all that's left to do is Texas to to hire the right guy, and we'll see. But that's really the best-case scenario was that they found someone who wanted him
1: and basically, okay, you can take that job. Boomtown Rats is spot on as a local truck driver. Traffic is heavy and full of dickweeds. And and, and you guys got to show more respect to the truck drivers. Haven't driven that RV around the city a little bit. I can't imagine what it's like driving a truck when you got idiots cutting right in front of you. And Jason says, Syracuse by 10 tomorrow night. UH, UH toughest opponent all year, Buddy throws up 30. Um, I'll respectfully disagree. I still think Tech was their toughest opponent all year
2: and i also it's certainly their toughest opponent and i year. will
1: also say that buddy is about to face some defense that he hasn't faced yet in the tournament so uh has some long lean guys who can get in your face and they make it difficult on three point shooters the way you beat uh is mid-range jumpers that's that's the hole in their defense that or they just never make a shot which also happens by the way if you look if you're looking for like what was syracuse's best win this season
2: I mean, before before I mean, I guess now maybe it's West Virginia. Yeah, B- before that's the a good one before the tournament started, North Carolina. So don't give me and they they split with North Carolina. So don't give me oh the best team they've played. I assure, Syracuse ain't that good, bud. They're not that good. Metrically, they're they're not. Yeah, very I, good.
1: I mean, am, am I going to be shocked if UH loses? Absolutely not, because I think they're capable of losing to anyone. But, but I keep looking
2: back at. Syracuse, 340th in offensive rebounding rate allowed. Houston, 2nd in offensive rebound rate. That's a a really, really
1: awful matchup. Yeah, and, and like I said, if Sasser or Tyson, either one of them, start hitting threes, then it opens up everything for everybody else, and I think it gets out of hand. But we'll see. I mean, they can also have those games where they can't shoot their way out of a box. That could happen. All right, quick break. It's The Blitz on ESPN 975925.
0: 5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. To a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow live from Sam Houston Race Park. This is The Blitz on ESPN 975.
1: And on ESPN 925.
0: Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman. And we're back
1: on The Blitz. 713 780 ESPN if you uh, want to text the show. And let me just, I I do want to throw a little water on UH because, you know, I've been a. Mm uh fan since uh before most of you were born uh in fact before all of you were born i think it kind of goes back to when they were recruiting dinosaurs to play <laughs> but the one thing that you better get used to and, and i think we've seen it in the tournament with the the tyler harrow shot and with the michigan shot get used to disappointment with uh it happens that's i mean that that's kind of part of being a uh fan you're always going to have a massive disappointment so for all these people going, oh, man, they got an easy path to the Final Four. No, they don't. They have a path to the Final Four.
2: Well, and the more I've seen of Loyola, they, there's not an easy path. No, them. I
1: just I think, I, and frankly, Oregon State's pretty damn good, too. I don't, I don't think either one of those teams are walkthroughs. Uh, no, no, they're not. I mean, it's going to take, they're going to have to play two good basketball games here. And said, as a, a longtime UH guy, not going to be shocked if we're disappointed Monday or Tuesday. So um, the, uh, the other games, is, is there anything? Because it's, it's so funny, man. The first weekend I found all kinds of games I just loved to bet. I can't really find anything that jumps out at me here. I like a lot this weekend.
2: Uh, I, I like the, the markets moving with me, um, but I, I like Baylor a lot. Uh, I, I think that this is where you really start to miss not having your point guard. Like at yeah, some point, yeah, at
1: some point that's got to affect you,
2: right? Villanova's had some really favorable matchups. Now you're going up against one of the most athletic teams in the country. Uh, you're going up against a team that they've got five, six guys who hit forty percent from three. That's just absurd. Like they've got, they've got tons yeah. of guys who can hit threes. I, I just think it's a, a real matchup problem for Villanova. Who I I kind of you know I've been impressed with what they've done so far. But I just think this is kind of where the road ends. And Baylor, after you know, at the, at the end of the season, their defense looked like it was—it just wasn't right, uh, which made me not high on Baylor coming into this tournament. I was like, I, I don't know, man. Well, I, I,
1: they, they weren't the same when they came back from the COVID.
2: They didn't look like the same team because defensively they were yeah. poor. Yeah. Well, guess what happened in this tournament? The last two games, their defense looks like the defense that it was pre-COVID. Like they've—they've they've started to find it again. That's going to be a real problem for teams, but like, I, I think Baylor is now back in the conversation for second best team in the country uh and i I, I just think Villanova like like I said, it's nice what they've done so far. North Texas was a tailor made matchup for them like that that defense was going they were going to get what they wanted against them. But Baylor's a different animal uh, I think Alabama beheads uCLA I think UCLA has kind of gotten by, I don't want to say smoke and mirrors, but they've overachieved uh, in, yeah, that, in the tournament. Yeah,
1: that's what I'm, I'm looking at. That I think that's the, the first one that I've been interested in betting. And, and
2: Alabama, so underrated defensively because what they do on offense is so fun to watch. I mean, they get up and down the floor. They hit threes. They, they score in transition. It's like, man, that's a good team. Well, they're also the second best defense in the country. Uh, obviously really well coached with Nate Oates. Uh, that, that team is one of the – right there with Baylor is the two teams that I would say have the best chance of beating Gonzaga if it were to happen. Uh, yeah, the
1: only water I want to throw on Baylor is – I mean, they haven't played anybody in this tournament. They had two really easy matchups. Yep. So I don't – I mean, I don't
2: know. You can say that with a lot of teams, though. You can, although their path was – I mean, you say, you say that about a UH.
1: Yeah, uh, but I, I do think Baylor has had – other than Gonzaga, although I don't know if Gonzaga's path's easy. I think they're just better than everybody else. I think Baylor's path has been really easy. I think this would be a good test, and if they, they do hammer them, then okay, yeah, they're back to the Baylor that they were, and and yeah, you're right about them 100%. Uh, the other matchups, I,
2: I, I, I think Gonzaga, the number's kind of about right, 13. Um, I, I, I think it's an over game. I think everybody's talking about how great Creighton's defense is. I think that Creighton's defense is better, but obviously Gonzaga's just a juggernaut. And you're talking about a total in the 150s. It's
1: it's a great defense that hasn't faced anything like this.
2: Uh, I think Michigan's in real trouble. Brad and I talked about this yesterday. Yeah. Uh, This could be the spot where Isaiah Livers being gone kind of hurts them. Uh, I think that – I'm not sure – like Loyola and Oregon State, the number seemed about right for me. I think it's an under game. I think it's a really low-scoring game. Uh, I think USC and Oregon is also a really low scoring game. I don't know if Oregon is. I, I don't want to. I, I want to bet Oregon, but I'm scared by that first matchup. But when I was talking to Brad yesterday, and I was like, "Well, Oregon and USC both shot 40 percent from three, 40 percent and that game landed on 130, and the number this week, this time, is 139. I don't think either of those teams are going to shoot 40% from three again. I think that's, you talk about an aberration. So I, I think that that's a, a good under spot. Uh, that's, a, that's a really good point. And, and I, I, I mentioned yesterday, I mean, I like Arkansas a lot, but they consistently dig themselves into these double digit holes. And against an Oral Roberts team that is a, a good shooting team, uh, can score, I think 11.5 points is a lot. And they, they play in the regular season, and I, I want to say. Arkansas won by 11, uh, but Oral Roberts is playing really good ball right now. Not that Arkansas is not, because they keep coming back from these these holes and, and not only winning, but they cover, uh, like they did in their first round against uh, Colgate. They were, I mean, they were down 12 points in the first half. Not only did they win, they came back and covered uh, a 10-point spread. So they're playing great ball. I'd probably look to bet Arkansas live. If, if you want to wait until they get in that hole and then make yeah. a bet on Arkansas Live. But pregame, I, I think I, I have to like uh, Oral Bob. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, like, it, I think I hit every game there.
1: Yeah, you did. That was very well done. Congratulations, sir.
2: Thank you. Count- I've, I've only spent a little bit of time on
1: this. Yeah, stuff. I was about to say, you're, you're okay at this college basketball stuff. So... All right, we're going to take a very quick break. Please do not go anywhere. It is The Blitz on ESPN
0: 97.5 and
3: 92.5.
2: Hey, this is Trey Wingo. You're listening to ESPN 97.5 Houston. Hello.
0: of Veritex Community Bank Road show live from Sam Houston Race Park this is the blitz on ESPN 975 and on ESPN 925 here's Fred Fower and AJ Hoffman and we're back on the
1: blitz halfway through a Friday here at Sam Houston Race Park only one of my favorite places on the planet they uh you know you think they brought those balloons for me maybe I don't think so they're purple and black. I think that means like you're at
2: death's doorstep, so that might be the uh, case. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's probably for me. Uh, Mark Ramondi, uh, who's a combat sports writer for ESPN, tweeted that Ryan Cavanaugh, CEO of Triller parent company Proxima Media, told ESPN that Oscar De La Hoya's July 3rd comeback fight is likely to p- take place in Texas, potentially at AT&T Stadium and he ideally wants a big UFC name for the opponent. Hmm.
1: Does it like I kind of feel like Oscar De La Hoya I don't need to see him fight. I don't either, but depends on who the the MMA guy is because at this stage while we always say the boxer would have the advantage, Oscar's an old. He is. The, this would be this is I mean, it's not exactly like you're getting prime Oscar De La Hoya. I think what How you're old getting is Oscar De La Hoya is, you're getting now. essentially Roy Jones Jr. at this stage, right? Oscar De La Hoya is currently... 48. 48. Mm. So, depending on who it is, I actually would find that matchup intriguing because I don't know that Oscar would actually be the favorite if it's the right guy. If you you get a really good striker in there. Yeah. um, I don't know. When's the last time Oscar fought...
2: That's the other big factor is obviously, he, I mean, he's been living a fat and happy life, promoting for a long time now. Uh, his last time in the ring, 2008. Ooh. God. I, I don't know. Where if, were you in 2008? I, I, I was in Austin. Uh, you, you
1: know what? I think that was, uh, that was the first year that – well, no, it was late 2007 when Matt – no, it was 2008 when Matt and I started the show. That's wild. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I only had
2: one kid, and he was one year old. So, <laughs> it's,
1: it's it's a lifetime ago,
2: it feels like. Um,
1: so, yeah, I, I, I'm only curious if he fights somebody who's worth a damn and a good striker and not 48 years old. Yeah. So, a uh, couple things from the text line. AJ, what do you think of the UFC 260 card tomorrow? Super hyped for it.
2: Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun night of fights. Uh, you know, I, I, There's a lot of people talking about the Stipe Ngannou fight, uh, and I, I can see both sides of it. Uh, Stipe's an underdog. He's plus 118 uh, is what he was today when I was looking. At. Okay, I
1: might punch a ticket on that.
2: And there's a lot of uh, – Don't hate me. So Ngannou's been working with Kamaru Usman, apparently, like, for the last year on defensive wrestling. But I always say this to people. Wrestling, like if you say wrestling, striking and, and you know, jujitsu, those those three factors. Wrestling is the hardest one to improve a lot in a short time. Wrestling's something that you just have to do for your whole life. And to like you're you're not I mean, you, you can improve yourself in a year, but you're not going to improve yourself enough that when you're matched up against someone who's done it his whole life that you're going to look remotely better. Yeah. You know? And that's Steve Bay's been a wrestler his whole life, so that's a that's a tough proposition but I think it'll be a fun fight and obviously there's always the potential that that Ngannou lands a bomb on him, and it's kind of like the guy that that Derek Lewis just fought Curtis blades, who's been wrestling his whole life and it, in order to wrestle, you have to get a takedown and in order to get a takedown at some point, you have to change levels and go in low at somebody who could throw a fight ending punch. Really, at any moment, so uh, that that's that makes it very interesting to me.
1: Um, any chance you think Kelvin moves on to a bigger blue chip program? No, no. Kelvin Sampson's not going anywhere. We spent a lot of time on that last hour. So, uh, do you think the Texans will use a pick on a quarterback at any point in this year's draft? Probably not until all this is settled. Um, the uh, I, I mean, the late-round the late round quarterbacks are always project quarterbacks, and they're always project backup quarterbacks. Yeah. So I, I don't see them doing that. I think they'll go in with uh, – they'll probably sign an undrafted free agent to have on the roster, or maybe they draft somebody late. They have other things that they need to be drafting with those picks, though. Uh, and, and I think there's no way of knowing until you know this Deshaun Watson situation. If they do wind up trading him for a high pick, then I think they might use a high pick on a quarterback. But I don't know that that's going to happen. Um, Honestly, with, with all the stuff around him, um, unless somebody thinks they're buying as low as they can possibly buy, I just don't know the Texans are going to be able to get rid of him. Yep. Um, I'm not sure if you're a plant person, but I have a bonsai I'll give you if you want. I like bonsais. <laughs> Although we just uh, – oh, by the way, can I, I add a quick shout-out for Carbach? Uh, sure. I had to uh, – you know, the wife likes to drink beer while we're camping, but we're not drinking beer right now. So I went and totally loaded her up on, uh, on a ranch water. On ranch water. There you go. Yeah. So she, she'll have plenty of ranch water. Has she tried it yet? Oh, yeah. yeah. Does she have a flavor preference? Uh, I think she likes the lemon one. Okay. Uh, lemon
2: is my wife's least favorite. It's interesting. She is high on the watermelon. Like,
1: yeah, you know, I don't know if I brought her a watermelon because I only had, like, three that I brought okay. home. Okay. So. But she liked it a lot. So Well, she's going to get to try them all because I got the variety pack. Well, there you go. Yeah. So that's that's what she'll be drinking this weekend. I was
2: pissed off the other day. I went to my HEB and they didn't have the variety packs, and I feel like I don't know the variety pack to me. I feel like if I sit down and I drink twelve of those agave lime, which I, I mean I can, if I'm mixing, mm-hmm. like because I, I I I've told you before I like to mix it with tequila or mezcal the lime one, but I, if I'm just drinking that and I'm not I don't have any booze with me, I want. The variety. So I was pissed off at my HEB for not having it. I thought about sending a complaint to management, but then I realized no one would care. i mean, like, who's this guy complaining? Because we don't have one 12-pack that he wants. What an a-hole. But, you complain about something? Yeah. I, really?
1: I, I can't, a, can't believe it. I'm a man, Karen. I'm a Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> a but, Kyle? Is that what it is? Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Just a dickweed. We don't need to give him a name. Uh, the Karen thing is kind of cool because... You know, I think that fits. It's kind of hard to put a guy name on a Karen. That just... Unless... And, and because there's too many... I mean, because almost every Karen you've ever met, kind of a jerk. Well... There's a few who aren't. Not. I mean, I'm not in any Blitzer Karens. Not you, of course. <laughs> but I think most of them. So... Uh, 713-780-3776, If you wish to text the show, we'll be happy to uh, happy to get to your texts. Happy to get to your twitches, man. I uh, was doing some research on Costa Rica today. It was, uh, looks like I'll be going there Derby Week, pending you know a couple things that need to happen. Uh, the place I'm. St- I mean, it looks like. I mean, that looks like an awesome place. They got Where are you staying in Costa Rica? Uh, just outside of San Jose. Okay. Uh, there's a, a hotel. It's about. It's ten kilometers from the airport. Look hey. at you, fancy. Hey. Uh, this, this guy is is now big time. He's going to Parks Racing. Chris Griffin in the house here. He's out of here. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, he's 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 going to be going to one of the best best uh, tracks on the East Coast. Good for him. So uh, very very proud of the young man. So congratulations to him. He's a track announcer here. Does a great great job. So. Um. Uh, uh, a three two says, hey "AJ, there's too many alcoholic housewives at the vintage ATB."
2: Uh, it could be that. Yeah, they could be, be. They could be drinking it all up. That's entirely
1: possible. Yeah. Uh, Pimp Trey says Chad equals Karen. What about Chaz? No, like Chaz, Chaz Bono. Chaz is more douchey. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know.
2: I'm, I mean, when I hear the word Chaz, all I think about is Chaz Bono, and how. She formed her, uh, her her magic lady bean into a penis.
1: <laughs> I, it, that, but that doesn't make you a bad person.
2: No, not at all. But it, it's just fascinating to me. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not. I don't think Chaz is a good fit because I can't mm-hmm. think of anything besides. Oh, you can think her. about her
1: a, a penis. Yeah. Admit it. Yeah. Hey. um...
2: But not a, not a, an organic, naturally grown one. That you shouldn't work a, for that. He has a beard now. I know. That's yeah. crazy. Well, he went full blown. Like, well, yeah. Listen, when you when you commit and you get rid of your parts that you were born with, he's got a sleeve of wizard now. I, I'll start taking you seriously. All right. <laughs> you, like, I, I, there, there's no like. Eventually, you make a, You get past the point of no return. It's like, all right. Well, I mean, yeah. like, if you're that committed to it. I'll call you a dude. So Chaz Bono, I, I hats off. Full blown beard, everything. Uh, I think Cher has accepted it now too. Was she not? Oh, is, she, I, is she gonna get one too? I think it was bad at first, and then I think like now Cher has been like, yeah, there's you a know picture what? of them together. Yeah, I think they're cool now. That's good. I don't want that coming between families. Yeah, no let kids do what they want to do whatever whatever they think is right for them that's what i'm for so you're,
1: you're going to be cool with that when one of your kids comes in and says he wants to get rid of his i mean i'm going to recommend against it
2: but and i'll i'll warn him of the side effects but at the end of the day once he's a grown man what am i what am i going to do
1: yell at him about it like he'll be he'll be a grown man if that's what he wants to do so why couldn't you be more like your brother all right, let's take a quick break. It's The Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. the
0: And this is not a but I'm This is The Blitz on ESPN ninety-seven five. You're listening to a Veritex Community Bank Roadshow, live from Sam Houston Race Park. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5.
1: And on ESPN 92.5.
0: Here's Fred Fower and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Lamont says Costa
1: Rica is where rich whites go to bang underage kids.
0: Uh-oh. No.
1: Not, not. Uh-oh, Freddie Epstein. No, but I, I do know that, that prostitution Allegedly. is legal there. Which, uh, you know what? That's not what it, child prostitution. No, that is not legal. But Is your wife going on this trip with you? Uh, we don't know yet. You better
2: find out in a hurry. Well, it just
1: depends if she can get away. I need but, you
2: to have a chaperone. I don't trust this situation <laughs> one bit. Well,
1: it, right now it's looking like me and, and two of my business partners. So if it's us, God help everybody. Um, but, no, I mean, um, that's where Deshaun should have gone. Well. Or, or flown him in. I mean... It's a short flight. It's only three and a half hours. Is that it? Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I was... uh, But they do have a casino in the city right next to the hotel I'm staying at. So, yeah, Escazu. It's just outside. It's part of San Jose, I guess,
3: but it's called Escazu. That, I was not near there, I don't think. We stayed in San Jose one night, then the next morning... Did you stay in, like, a resort... Uh, No, it was kind of like a Airbnb type thing. The guy who so you were just free ranging, kind of. I mean, the guy who owns it, uh, he's an expat. Uh, The house itself was like there's a gate, and then the beach, like probably like 50 yards of sand, and then the beach is right there. And then there's like hostels up and down the beach, a couple casinos. But yeah, it was very fun time in Costa Rica. I, I, I bet you took advantage of those legal prostitutes. Uh, I'll neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> <not. laughs> but well, yeah, I,
2: I got to look at my map and see what color uh, Costa Rica is on the safety for
1: Americans map. I think it's. I mean, I I have friends who own places down there. I mean, a lot, I, there's I, a lot of Americans.
3: I remember whenever I was talking about going on this trip, and you looked at the color of the safety of it, and you're like, "Oh no!" Like, I don't know if it's changed since then, but I don't think it was uh, as good. As it is now. Oh, you think it's gotten better? In I the think last so, years? yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, even Columbia, which was red on that map, I believe. I have a lot of friends who go down there and they swear by it. They also say the women are beautiful.
2: Well, yeah. Shocker. <laughs> South American women are beautiful. Okay. Is it worth, you know, getting your head cut off to go look Maybe. at them? No, Maybe. it's not.
1: Uh, yeah. I've, I've, I've had a good run. I mean, I'm good. Um, Sebastian's is Letter Kenny the most underrated show on TV? I don't know if it's underrated, it's become such a a cult favorite. I, I don't know what you can call it underrated. It's it's I love it. Um So my name is Chad. <laughs> you better roll like Elsa and let my name go. <laughs> um Eric says Crocs and Jocko has American money casinos. I do know there's a poker room in that one place.
3: I think that's the... I want to say Crocs is the nicer one. There is one that we were staying by that was... It was more of a... uh, A a house of ill repute. It was not uh, necessarily a casino. Even though they did have, like, slots and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I'm not interested in slots. I mean, I...
3: Honestly... Crocs uh, was, the, I think, yeah. was the legit one. They had roulette, uh, like all kinds of table games.
1: Yeah, I, the, the one I was looking up, of course, it was all in Spanish, but I, I was boning up on my Spanish today, too. But um, You've used the
2: boning. You've said that word twice today. Yeah. You're into the boning.
1: Not really, but, um, but they do have a poker room. I don't think they have tournaments. Okay. But um, they also have a sports book there. But I'm actually going to be there with the BetUSR guys, so I'll probably do all my betting on their site while I'm there. Okay.
2: I'll allow it. Costa Rica's green. All right. That's the updated 2021 risk map. Costa Rica is green. So you can go there. Now, I don't want you going up into Nicaragua or Honduras
1: (laughs) or El Salvador, all right? No, I'm not – Listen, I'm not going to leave the area that I'm going to because, good, I, I'm, I'm going to be staying close to where the office is because I've got to actually do some work while I'm there. And Costa Rica's pretty close to
2: Colombia, which I know you've already, like, nah. you know, people are swearing by, but look, but look at all that dark red. Okay, so what if I... Now, st- it's better than Venezuela, right, which is you know, all red. Time out. But you don't want to go there. Time
1: out. Look, look at the uh, other side of
3: Colombia where it's all yellow. Yellow's not good either. It's
1: better than red. It is
3: better than red, but it's not good. <laughs> I think the last time you did this, I want to say Costa Rica is yellow. Okay, I don't so think it's a red. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get. I'm, I'm probably
1: going to stay. Well, I mean, basically. and honestly, Costa Rica is like the only. It's the only.
3: It's on an island, huh?
2: No, it's the only country that is all green uh, on this map, besides Canada. It's the only country in the in the Americas, North and Central America, that's all green.
3: What's that little one, right there? Da- Panama. Oh, but Panama. They have, there's
2: a big chunk of yellow yeah. in it. You know what? You've got to avoid the middle of Panama.
1: Yeah, well, let me, let me just make this clear. I'm not going anywhere else. I'm going to be at... I'm basically going to bounce from the hotel to the casino to their offices. Okay. And they're all within a mile of each other. So, And there's a bunch of restaurants and bars right there. So I, I, I don't anticipate going anywhere. Alright. I mean, I'm going to get some pool time in. I'm going to sit by the pool and Drink some water and admire bikinis. I also want to tell people now: don't go to Haiti.
2: Not looking good there these days. Oh no, Haiti.
3: Who's that? Was
2: Guatemala. That? Not good right now. All right, uh,
3: I will recommend if you can get uh, like a four wheeler excursion type deal. Do that. Those are pretty fun. In Costa Rica? Yeah. But stay in Costa Rica, Well, yeah, you're not going to, I mean.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't know. It'll take you days
3: to get out of Costa Rica on a (laughs) four-wheeler.
1: I got to figure out uh, exactly how much work I have to do. Because my plan is to get there on Thursday and just have a day to hang out at the pool, kind of explore the area around the hotel, get really drunk. And then Friday and Saturday, I've got to do some work while I'm there. And I just don't know how much. So once I figure that out, I'll know if I can go do some other cool stuff. But, uh, I mean, it's, it's not that long of a trip. It's, I'm coming back Sunday. so. But that's, that's if I get to go. or something I'm waiting on that has to happen first, but it should happen early next week. So, All right, let's do a, a Zadok Jeweler's Gym of the Day.
2: The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok
1: Jeweler Gym of the Day. All right. Since we're at the racetrack, I have a horse racing gym of the day. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, a jockey has been suspended for having cocaine in his system. I can't believe a jockey would do cocaine. It's, uh, uh, I know. I know. It's a well, shocker. You're telling me
0: guys who,
2: like, their whole job is to stay skinny and not eat? You're telling me they may have dabbled in the, in the leaf of the cocoa plant?
0: Yeah, although
1: uh, we always talk about guys who, uh, like, when they blow a .34 or something like that, and it's like, okay, you admire the hell out of it. Well, this guy had 1,000 times the cocaine limit in his system. The, like, it, the cocaine
2: limit for what's legal they, to have like, in your well, system? They, you,
1: there's a certain amount you're allowed to have. What? Yeah. I, what's that it, amount? It, it, I, like, how have England. I not been told that it's, there's an amount that's allowed in, in England for uh, for jockeys? There's a certain amount you can test positive for; they don't suspend you. Damn! Uh, but a thousand times that is not actually correct. So uh, he's been his license has been withdrawn for six months.
2: Uh, don't worry, he can just come work in Louisiana. I'm sure they're not testing for it there.
1: So
3: you can have 100. you can hang out in Costa Rica.
2: You
1: can <laughs> have 150 nanograms per milliliter. I don't know what that means, but you can have 150 of them. His reading 150,300. I'm not, go- I'm not good at math. But that is more than 150. That's a lot. Uh, he said he'd been honest about his chronic drug use, taking cocaine about three times a week until his positive test, but never since. I don't believe that. Uh, he said jockeys can have a little cocaine as a treat, <laughs> just not a ton of cocaine. Yeah. Uh, apparently, though, during the uh, during the quarantine, he got heavily into cocaine and drinking. Um, which during, the, hey, let's be honest, during the quarantine, we all got into drinking. I, I mean, we couldn't get cocaine, so. Um, but yeah, so a hundred and it's just crazy, man. And that is uh, your Zadok Jewelers gem of the day.
2: The gem of the day. It's the gem of the day. The Panarch Jeweler gem of the day.
1: Cocaine is a hell of a drug. It is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I don't want to get into it until next segment because we're almost out of time. But there's some, uh, the whole Snyder Cut thing we talked about, are people going to try to force a new one? Uh that's uh there's something happening on that front. Alright. So we'll talk about it when we come back. It's a blitz on ESPN ninety seven five ninety two five.
0: And ESPN 925. Before we a sound! Real. Let's go. Fun. <laughs> sports. <laughs>